From beach towels to tea towels, and from mugs to water bottles, the TNT Shop has it all. Browse our shop now at tntradio.live. Talk that matters. Germ Warfare and Jeremy Nell on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. It's Friday. It's Friday. What is the temperature? It's 28 degrees Celsius here in Cape Town, the bottom tip of the African continent. I hope it is a terrible day where you are because I want I want you to be very jealous of the great weather that we have here. Uh, what's my email address? Germ Warfare. There we go. Germ Warfare at tntradio.live. Send me an email. As always, thank you for the emails that I receive. I particularly enjoy knowing where in the world you are mailing me from. Had some really interesting locations recently. I think one of the most interesting was uh, just uh, some island just off Croatia, I forget the name now. I'm extremely jealous because my wife and I are currently re-watching Game of Thrones and I know that King's Landing uh, was filmed somewhere there. Um, I forget now the name of the place. I can't even pronounce it even if I did know. Um, And it makes me want to visit Croatia because I just simply want to go and see where they filmed Game of Thrones. By the way, on that, Game of Thrones is by far the best TV series ever made. And uh, them's fighting words. If you disagree, please... (laughs) Tell me what you think is a better series. I'm actually going to ask my guest, John O'Sullivan, in a moment if he agrees or disagrees. Uh, Jump into the live chat. I've got it open in front of me, and uh, I think that's my housekeeping done. Let's let's get on with the show. My name is Jim. This is Jim Warfare, the Battle of Ideas. Keeping the commitment 24-7. I come to you for facts. I really appreciate what you and your team do. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. John O'Sullivan again. Nice to have you back with me. Do you agree with me? Is Game of Thrones the best TV series ever made? Never heard of it. Never seen it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm lying. Oh, I, I, I have heard of it. I have heard of it. I, it's not my thing. Best TV series of all time. Um, mm. My personal favorite best TV series of all time, I would have to go for um, Till Death Us Do Part, comedy, comedy. Um, American versions, Archie Bunker, All in the Family or something like that. It's uh, very much uh, making fun of a typical working class mm. family where the male figure is racist and the butt of every joke. And uh, I grew up with that in the 1970s when you could say racist terms and yes. be laughed at, you know, yes. because people just accepted it and took took it on the chin. Um, but obviously, back then, we were waking up to the idea that, you know, it's not uh, always the coolest thing to be racist. So, uh, but each and each their own, you know. And the thing is, then, back then, <laughs> say that stuff. It's, it's it, not the coolest thing to be racist. <laughs> <laughs> not the coolest thing, no. Um, but that was then. This is now where they will shut you down in a heartbeat. Um, yeah. yeah, John, that's, that's an interesting point. Um, I've, I suppose you can include include sitcoms in that but i just by for some reason i can't tell you why i don't include sitcoms when i talk about a tv series i i i think my my knee-jerk reaction is that a series is something serious Uh, but i suppose a sitcom is technically a series i just don't include it i mean if you're going to include comedies there are many that are very good and i tend to prefer british humor to american humor i find i find the self sort of the self-deprecating nature of of British comedy so much better, and also the wordplay. Um, American humor is very dumbed down, uh, like yeah. <laughs> sadly all things American. 
yeah i i don't watch a lot of american comedies um I'm trying to think of uh, a few american comedies i have watched um there was one with al bundy I mean, do you remember that al bundy i can't remember what, yeah. what's the name of it uh, um, married with children married, married with children. friends was friends was good too <laughs> I couldn't no, act that. Okay. Two pally pally. Oh, we're all friends. Oh, wonderful. You know, nah. I need, I need, need some um, angst. Need, need some anger. Need some. Edge. Well, South Park originally was very funny. Yeah. If, if if you can yeah. consider that, yeah. South Park is good American humor. I mean that, but that's satire. Simpsons in the, in the early years, I think, was also very very good. Yeah. But these are cartoons. I don't know if the, if that yeah, yeah. if that falls into the same conversation, but. Uh, there were a few. I think. Do you remember that dinosaurs one? Uh, with dinosaur, uh, it the sort of, yeah. I think it was no, 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 no. I think it was oh. no, no, no. I think it was just called dinosaurs. It was very good. Oh, right. oh, oh I yeah, suppose. Yeah. I suppose the A Team and the eighties ones, Magnum. Those were all American, uh, but those those were not sitcoms. But those were pretty good oh. series. I tell you what, I really enjoyed the Rockford Files with James Garner. That was fantastic. Private Eye, James Garner, Man's oh, Man. Okay. It reminded me of my dad on a good day you know he had the quiff quiff going you know and the greasy <laughs> broad cream hair and uh sports jacket and the sports car you know that man about town have a couple of scotch whiskeys and uh go and chat chat to a few women and have a couple of fights and solve a crime you know what better end to the week Some hemingway who's listening right now is in the live chat and hemingway says true detective is probably one of the best i haven't actually watched true detective no I love all the true crime dramas, though. I mean, I will, I'm a mm. kind of a sucker for these YouTube ones where you get these channels that have the live uh, arrest interviews. You've got uh, like the fly on the wall documentary. Mm. You've got the, the the suspect being grilled by the good cop, bad cop. I love them. Real life. I love that. I've been there. there I've a... been there, Jeremy. <laughs> where? I, oh, I've right. been in the hot seat. I've been I've been the suspect <laughs> three times. I've been the suspect, Jeremy. <laughs> Um, a suspect a police officer. Oh, uh, my first one was when I was suspected of assaulting a schoolgirl when I was a school teacher. Um, yeah, that was that was an interesting case. That went to trial. I had a three day trial in the court and uh, front page news. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, front page news. I was acquitted in within half an hour. It was the biggest cock up ever. I mean, it was like a nonsense. I had to fly my stepdaughter in from New York. At the last moment as my star witness you couldn't make this stuff up jeremy but it was real it really happened and that did was my she, beginning did, of my journey <laughs> did she make up something about you yeah 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 um the way because as you probably know the media have these rules yeah. about um the victim you know the, the the accuser they call them a victim but they're just the accuser really because not really mm. a victim until they you know somebody's found guilty but um yeah she was treated as a victim and um, it's very bizarre because my wife, ex-wife at the time, was a police officer working at that police station. Um, so I was hauled in and I spent pretty much a whole night, 17, 18 hours in the police cell, interrogated. And I had all the cameras on oh, me and everything. No. You know, I've had all that. That was the first time I beat that one. <laughs> um, the second one was during lockdown. I was a naughty boy and I went to a protest. <laughs> gave a speech and uh, fell foul of the police and again they had me in and i was released pretty much 23 hours in the police cell jeremy i had and uh they let me go without charge so there you go but you know it's it's, it's the way of the world 
it does bring up um, a conversation I had, I think, on TNT uh, last year with a gentleman in the UK who um, was falsely accused of rape, and he spent four years behind bars. Now, John, this is a this is a tricky situation. You're oh, talking yeah. about a very a very serious crime here. The problem is, is that the establishment sides with women, which is why he ended up in jail. Yeah. But he he didn't rape her. So I've got a question for you. What should happen to those women? Yeah, I, I felt very, very strongly, Jeremy, because I, and this is why one reason why I quit the teaching profession. I had 20 years as a school teacher. Um, when this girl accused me, it, it was all vindictive. It was uh, kind of get you back for, for, you know, putting her in a place kind of thing. She couldn't accept discipline. Um, the retaliation, it cost me a year without pay as a school teacher. And I, I was on, you know, unemployed. And effectively lost i lost my career in the community i had to move to a different part of the country because there's no coming back from that because the old argument is there's no there's no smoke without fire i was completely innocent jeremy i actually sued the police for malicious prosecution um and it was settled out of court but you see there's no comeback because the police have absolute immunity they love this the argument the argument always in the uk is there's not enough convictions for rape and uh, they're bending over backwards to try and get men convicted. And I, I, I mean, I'm not going to say that uh, you know that's wrong out of hand, but because I, I totally agree, a lot of men get away with incredible crimes. You know, it's wrong they get away with it. But in the UK, like some countries, it, it, um, we have this stupid rule that the victim, so-called victim, is protected. Their ID is protected, and no consequences. Yet the man is paraded in on the public stage. I had. Three days, Jeremy, on the front page of the British media. I had the Sun, the Daily Mail, photographing me as I was walking into court, you know, with my uniform, with my um, suit on and my briefcase, just destroying me, you know, massive column inches of uh, all these smears. And when I was acquitted, Jeremy, on about page eight or nine, there was like two sentences saying school teacher acquitted. No comeback. Um, really, my career was yeah, and that was the, that was the end of my teaching career in effect, and that was my path to becoming uh, what I am now. I'm a truther. I'm a truther because I wanted to fight back. And we had a guy, a foot, professional footballer here in the UK, a week or two ago. He had a similar thing happen to him. Um, he met some young woman on a, a dating app, um, very casual affair, and he 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 dumped her. You know, uh, you know, as young men mm. do, and uh, she retaliated, and uh, he had a very very public trial and he was acquitted in five minutes jeremy five minutes he was acquitted but his career was ruined you know what the problem john is is that the definition of rape keeps changing now my understanding of rape is that it's it's a serious crime okay and any guy who rapes a woman should be buried under the ground all right it's it's a, it's a violation of a woman's uh, sovereignty her body everything right the problem is, is that they've expanded this term so much and it's become so loosely defined that sexual assault is the term that's used now where it might even include just whistling at a girl and yeah. now suddenly or buying her a drink and this is now sexual assault. And the problem is, is that men and women have drinks in pubs. I'm not saying this is correct behavior, but it is what happens. They'll have drinks in, in pubs or whatever they get drunk, they go back home, they sleep together, and then she wakes up the next morning regretting her actions 
And this is precisely what happened with, with the gentleman who I interviewed. She regretted it. She had a boyfriend who was a cop and they decided to try and destroy him. And they, I mean, she, she was so embarrassed by the whole situation that they decided to take him down. And of course he stood no chance. Yeah, the thing now, Jeremy, is you, you have, as a man, you, as a man, you should protect yourself. We've got main mm. means of protecting ourselves. You've got me. You've got your phone. Keep a record of, of text, uh, CCTV cameras, um, and recordings. I mean, in my case, yeah. my particular case, believe it or not, the girl um, made a fifteen-minute recording of me, secret recording of me, um, when I was allegedly attacking her. And the prosecutor thought that was the perfect evidence against me. And I argued, no, yeah. I said, no, no, no. Um, and they didn't want to release it to us, Jeremy. But eventually we got it released and transcribed. And the police transcription was a complete fabrication. Um, this is why I sued for uh, you know, malicious prosecution. The evidence, the, the physical evidence was in my favor. And I say to every man, you know, keep a record. Um, don't do anything without covering your back. You know, if you have emails, yeah. if you have uh, text messages, show there's a pattern of behavior, establish a pattern of behavior showing you, you, you're not acting in bad faith. You're acting in good faith. And, and I, I say the same to women. Um, again, I have I mean, I, I have a very unusual life, Jeremy. I have a friend, a young woman, friend of mine, friend of a friend. Um, she was brutally raped last year. And um, but her great thing was she had CCTV camera on the front of her house. And the man who attacked her was eventually caught thanks to the CCTV camera. So it works both ways. As a man or a woman, cover yourself now with technology. People moan about the surveillance state, but, you know, quite often than not, it's in your favor. In my car, Jeremy, you, you love my car, my Mercedes. Um, I have dash cams <laughs> fitted. I have dash cams <laughs> fitted because I'm one day somebody's going to crash into me, you know, a crash, a crash for cash kind of thing. I'm expecting a crash for cash with somebody will slam their brakes on in front of me and then try and sue me, you know, for, for money. And I'm, I'm ready for it, Jeremy. I'm ready. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, what this does is that it creates this unnecessary conflict between men and women. It's a conflict that shouldn't be there, right? The, 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 the guys that actually rape women are few and far between. It's not nearly as common as the media would have you believe. That's the first thing. The second thing is when, when the definitions are so loose and they don't mean much anymore, it's an actual tragedy to the real rapes because now, now women are, are accusing men of rape just because they regret having sex with them. And so now what's happening is that the real victims of rape get diluted and get forgot, they get washed aside. And, and of course it also yeah. makes men become more suspicious of women. This is not a good thing. It's not, it's not a good trend. No, we live in a screwed up world, Jeremy, because that's one side of it. But there's another side of it, too, where it's called um, consensual non-consent. I mean, you may have heard of this mm. phenomenon, CNC, um, where some men and some women have this uh, rape fantasy thing. And it's, you, you know, the Fifty Shades of Grey yes. phenomenon, the idea yes, of the yes, BDSM. Yes. It's a minefield for men and women, you know, when you get into mm. this kind of he said, she said, you know, and the amount of... Um, role play going on you know we we are living in an era now where i think mainly due to internet porn and lasciviousness the people are tempted into this kind of experimentation yeah, yeah. and it's, it's, dangerous. Do, it's a dangerous game i do have what i think might be a potential solution or a workaround to to this um exact point but i think 
Let's leave that as a cliffhanger so I can quickly go to a break. John O'Sullivan, I'll be back with you shortly. My name is Jim. This is TNT. TNT's Tyler Nixon. Robert F. Kennedy running. Um, he's, uh, I went and had a chance to see him speak in uh, Philadelphia when he announced his independence from the Democrat crime syndicate. And I honestly had hoped that he would be able to be a force within that party to reform it, to bring sanity back to it, uh, if it ever had it and to uh, maybe begin to purge the elements of criminality and fraud and deceit and destruction and uh, treason uh, out of that out of that crime syndicate of a party but clearly the institutional forces that have arrayed against uh, anyone who would challenge this uh, this deep state uh, slash criminal syndicate that has taken over our government tyler nixon on today's news talk tnt when a crisis hits close to home and across the globe Nonprofits are on the front lines, ready to serve. Keep coming, keep coming, keep coming. The demand for charitable services has skyrocketed, and nonprofits are rising to meet the needs. Healing. Nurturing. Rescuing. Honoring. Protecting. Caring. Inspiring. The work of philanthropic organizations of all sizes, across all missions, has never been more important. And it's donors and volunteers like you who make all this possible. Thank you. Together, we change the world. The Nonprofit Alliance. It's time to switch on today's news talk radio. Very entertaining. Yeah. TNT. <laughs> I, I was just laughing now, John, at what we we're talking about during the break, and I forgot now what I was going to ask you. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yes, a comment uh, in the live chat referring to our rape conversation. Man, it's Friday. Yeah. We really should move away from rape. Um, but yeah, yes, a comment. Yeah. The, the foreign invaders are raping like crazy. Uh, that is a relatively new development. Now, that is an interesting observation, yeah, and yeah, that, yeah, that, that is, is something yeah. that we. We see that happening in Europe, uh, the the grooming gangs and all that sort of thing. Those are not locals doing that. Yeah, do you know the problem I've got now is because on the one hand I totally buy into that. There are there is this kind of mindset amongst immigrant immigrants. A lot of them are not not really legal immigrants. Uh, they come here, but they're mm. different values, different cultures, and they see Western women scantily dressed, and they t think that's a green light to you know molest them. Mm. Which is not, but again, back in their culture, you know, obviously they've got the burqa or whatever. Um, I don't condone that, but you know, I'm, I'm, but on the other hand, I'm not um, Palestine. Yeah, they, they say they've got the burqa or whatever. Um, I don't condone that, but you know, I'm, I'm, but on the other hand, I'm not um, Palestine. Yeah, the, the the thing in Gaza, that kind of the whole thing becomes a can of worms, doesn't it? Where you think that just just because they're Islamic, that they're going to be rapists. Yeah. Not. You know, yeah, exactly. it's just this stupid stereotyping of people that I, but some of my best friends, Jeremy, are, are, are Muslims and they're the nicest people you'll ever meet and Jews. You know, it stopped this crap John, this about is a, sec yeah. secular hate. I hate it. Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, it's it's a tug of war that's going on constantly. This, this is, and I just remembered now what I was going to say. Uh, I'll come back to that. Um, this is constant propaganda machine that makes brown people essentially uh to be the bad guys you know they are yeah. the ones uh causing all the problems and it is true that there are a lot of muslim grooming gangs but these are not 
moderate average Muslims. These are gangs with a specific purpose. And you often find this also, by the way, in multicultural societies uh, where, where you have a conflict of, of, um, of culture. It, it, mm. It's a natural tendency where you, where you have people with different values uh, coming together. They become, they become quite competitive. Um, I don't know much about the grooming stuff and I don't know what to make of it. But what I was going to say to you earlier in terms of a, a, a type of solution for getting around this rape problem, and we'll move away from it. I think that, that people should uh, get into either a long-term relationship early in life or get married early in life so that they don't have to spend years and years and years in pubs getting drunk. Um, get, get into a long-term relationship early on and start a family. I think that's a great, great solution. What do you think? I think that, yeah, that, that's not a bad way of doing it, Jeremy. And I'm not going to put that down because it does work. It, historically, it's been proven to work. And where we can identify societal collapse is the idea of, I mean, people don't like to admit it, but the feminist movement, uh, you know, yeah. was brought in not by women, but by people like the Rockefellers, because the idea of feminism was you immediately double the workforce, bring in more women, more taxpayers. It's great for the government. Um, women fell for that nonsense and uh they bought into this um strong independent woman and uh it, it's not going very well i mean one third of women now are on um antidepressants you know women are not it's happy more. in our culture anymore more it's more probably. than one yeah, third yeah. it's more than one third in the west actually there's there's an interesting there's an interesting history behind the suffragette movement a lot of people think that it's because women uh you know women fought for the right. It was driven by men. The entire women's suffrage movement was driven by men. What people don't want to admit, actually, John, let's let's get a bit politically incorrect here, but what people don't want to admit is that it was men who liberated women. It wasn't women who liberated women. Women don't have the power to do that. As much as as much as you might want to get upset and triggered, it's the simple truth. Women cannot overcome men by the pure power differential that exists um and so it, it was men that created the 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 laws and the freedoms for women it wasn't women who did it and but that's the truth that yeah. is the reality it's an ongoing debate i i follow this mm. debate on youtube a lot you know the manosphere the uh, the, the midtown movement the red pill blue pill phenomenon mm. Uh, the gynocentric universe, you know, toxic masculinity. I, I know all the terms. Mm. I watch all the channels and I'm trying to get my head around it. And I, I tend to think everything is linked. It's all about divide and conquer by the elite. I think they want us yeah. to hate each other because, again, chaos is their means of control. If we're all fighting each other, then they they, they can come in with a, their solution. They say, oh, I've got the solution, the Hegelian dialectic, problem, reaction, solution. We're heading for that now in, in society, Jeremy. You know, economically, the, the West is collapsing. The BRICS nations are on the rise. Uh, people are unhappy with the way governments are being running the West. You know, we're sick and tired of being dictated to by unelected politicians. Over here in the UK, we have a prime minister nobody elected, Fishy Sunak. Nobody wants him. You know, Joe Biden, you know, they're talking about the fact even his former White House doctor said he's not uh, cognitively effective. It's a mess, and mm. you know we all know it's a mess. And people are like, I'm actually thinking of moving out to the far east now. I'm seriously thinking of moving, Jeremy. I'm done with it. Yeah. So I'm. Um, I knew that I was going to get pushback for saying what I did now. So Chrysilla, if I'm pronouncing it correctly, in the live chat says that sounds like a bit of chauvinism. It doesn't matter what it sounds like. It is what it is. Uh, it, you can you can deny the truth all you want, but something is true. It was the men who wrote the laws. 
it wasn't yeah. the women who wrote the laws. Women are just not no. more powerful than men. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's not. I'm not saying women are inferior. I'm saying that women are not as powerful as men. There's nothing you can do to to change that. <laughs> it's just the reality. Yeah, the timing t- timing is key, Jeremy. A lot of these mm. emancipation of women thing they came through during the First World War, 1917. You find in the UK and the, and the US because of the arms industry. The idea that um, the men were off fighting at the front. And they needed workers in the factories, and um, they did it in the First World War. They did it in the Second World War. You know, um, bringing women into the workforce is great. You know, I've got nothing against it. But what you're finding is, like in my profession in teaching, men are leaving because the problem is, we, as we touched on earlier, there is this kind of uh, double standard going on where men and women think and do things differently. By and large, we have uh, men are more tuned into logic and reason, and and women will. Quite often, not all women, I'm, I'm generalizing here, but a lot of women will go emotionally, they'll be built into their feelings. A lot of HR departments and companies, they're run by women, not men. Um, yeah. in, in primary and schools, they're all female teachers. You know, we, we have a society that's getting divided. Yes. Men don't want to work with women anymore. No, they don't. And also, just to be fair, yes, some women are more powerful than men. I mean, if you watch the Olympic Games, those Ukrainian women doing the shot put, I wouldn't want to mess with them, right? Let's, let's be honest. But, but in the main, in the main, <laughs> men are more powerful than women. That's yeah, it. There's it. nothing you can do yeah. to change that. <laughs> no, I think we have to recognize that we are better together and that we're unique. Yes. There, there are things that men are good at and there are things that women are good at. And I think women are the inspiration for most men. I mean, as a man, um, if it wasn't for um, a woman, but my love of a woman, I would never have had children. You know, that that's the point. Yeah. The whole point of society, we have generation after generation because men are motivated to pursue a family life. And as you say, it's the ideal. It's a wonderful ideal. I think most men would tell you when they're young that the dream is to have a family and a loving wife and a, you know, and children. Yeah. Because that's a wonderful and legacy. This is the problem, John, and we need to deal with this head on. Political correctness from the establishment is driving this point that men and women are equal. In fact, it's a stupid comment to make. I'm not even equal to you. You and I are not equal. We're different. We have different strengths. Mm. Nobody's equal. So the idea of everybody being equal is ridiculous. They'll say, okay, but it's equal under the law. Well, it depends on what you mean, equal under the law. Because if, if you look at Western law, men, for the most part, get given a more raw deal than women uh, these days. Um, because it's all about, you know, affirmative action and balancing balancing the past and all that sort of thing. But at the end of the day, men and women work harmoniously without state intervention. You don't need you don't need all these movements and and top down structures to say that you are equal. If you just leave men and women alone, they get on perfectly fine. Yeah, I think the reason why men are not getting married anymore is because the divorce courts, by and large, I don't think it's intentional, but they tend to favour the woman. Um, and I find that a lot of men are, are cynical about that because 80% mm. of all divorces are filed by women. Half of every marriage fail. Half of all, half of all marriages fail. I've been yeah. married and divorced twice, and I'll, I'll never do it again, Jeremy. I'm, I've been the loser mm. on both counts, you know, and uh, as much as I love the idea of having a long-term relationship – Society tells women that men are thugs. 
that they're inadequate. Yeah. They're the butt yeah. of every joke. You cannot make fun of a woman in society. Women are allowed to no. have boundaries and men are not. You know, you, a, ma a man has to go along with what society says. A woman can yeah. go for a tall man with a six-figure income, but if a man says he wants somebody who's not fat, who's you know a certain type, that's judgmental, that's obnoxious, mm. that's toxic. You know, it's, it's a double standard all around. And the other thing also is, yes, what women's liberation did, it enslaved women more, I'm afraid to say, because as you pointed out earlier, uh, essentially it put women into the workforce. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. Nobody's opposed to that idea. But we're sitting now with a situation where uh, women's liberation mixed with feminism has led to women becoming independent, you know, and, and the, now you have men and women not getting married early in life anymore. They're waiting 10 to 15 years later. So now the families are getting smaller. So now you're having depopulation crisis because, because you have families that are either just not being created early on or they're being created very late. So you're ending up with one or two kids at most. Um, and this is what's happening around the world now because, because you've, got, you've got career, career before family. And that's the wrong way around. It's inverted. It must be family and then career. Yeah, and I'll go back to the point of different uh, people who have different religious faiths. If you're if you're a devout Muslim, if you're a devout Jew, if you're a devout Catholic, Christian, you tend to want to have a bigger family anyway. It's those who don't really have any religious faith. They're the ones who are chasing the material goals, and they're the ones who seem to be less happy. You know? And I, I, it's a hard truth to accept that um, somehow, for some reason, when we have a spiritual code, or if we have like a, a religious kind of uh, background mm. to us, and, and we keep to that kind of uh, way of thinking, we tend to be happier. And I don't know why, really, but, you know, when you're having a nice car, a nice house on its own isn't, isn't not fulfilling. Yeah. And again, men and women, as you rightly pointed out, fulfill different roles, just naturally. Jordan Peterson spoke about this actually uh, a number of years ago when he was still relevant. When he was still talking about, um, he was talking about various studies that were done, I think in Sweden. Uh, I can't remember exactly what it was, but the point he was making is that if you just leave men and women alone, they tend to go in, into different trajectories. If you just if you just go for a long drive and you go past power stations and dams and all sorts of things, who do you think built those things? It wasn't women who built dams and power stations. They're not women who, 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 who dive in the ocean um, off oil rigs. It's not women who go to war for the most part um, because they, they, they serve different roles. And it's those roles that we should be celebrating, those differences. One is neither better than the other. You need them together, but they are different. And, and, and those differences, yeah. Yeah, you, you never see feminists clamoring for more women to, to be uh, no. refuse workers. You don't see women, feminists clamoring for more women to do the dirty jobs. They want women to do the top tier jobs that 99% of men never, ever get to do. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, this is the problem. This is where the delusion of some women has got them into trouble. You know, it, it's kind of nonsense. It, 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 tie, it ties into white pr privilege as well. White privilege yeah. is, is a kind of myth as well, isn't it? The idea that white men are like the epitome of, of privilege, and they're not. You know, if you look at my, I mean, again, I go, go back to my Irish heritage. My family was brutally uh, subservient to the British. You know, hundreds of years of, of subjugation. And we, you know, my family grew, most of my family were living in poverty, you know, and yet uh, somehow I'm now this very privileged white man who's had all these things given to me. No, I don't buy it. Sorry. Um, and they often talk about uh, 
you know, women needing to 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 learn self-defense. I think men should also learn self-defense, by the way. I think it's a great, I think it's something that everybody should be doing is self-defense lessons. Um, and if you can, uh, firearm training, but it depends on where you are, I suppose. Uh, but I mean, at the end of the day, all you have to do is become aware of your situations, right? Then you're not going to worry as much. You don't need to be a sitting duck. But at the same time, you are going to get bad people. And, and as the comments are rightly pointing out, wars are created by men. That is true. But it's not, it's not men who are in the peasant class, so to speak. It's not men on our level that are creating those mm-hmm. wars. It's the elites. It's those who are sitting in, in political positions of power. They, those are the ones who create wars. Um, and those are the ones who, who, who want to show how big their dick is, unfortunately. But those are the ones that we don't agree with. You know what I mean? Yeah, a psychopath is a psychopath, regardless mm. of gender, you know, and we are run by psychopaths. And we know who they are. And, and by and large, the ones who are most successful and most ruthless ones are men. Um, most men tend to be arrogant. These these psychopaths are arrogant. But an evil yeah. woman, by and large, will be somebody who stabs you in the back, not punch you in the face. Um, that's yeah. the kind of mindset we, where, you know, women killers are mainly d- killers by poison rather than yeah. brutal force. Men would, you know, much rather resort to extreme physical violence. There is a kind of mental difference here, a methodology that works better for each one. Um, and again, women tend to be more agreeable than men. And I think it's great to have yeah. a woman in your life because she will often temper your you know, so-called toxic masculinity. You know, women are great communicators, communicators better than most men. Um I think most men do need women in their lives. And I, and I think it, vice versa, women need a man in their life. Not because you have to have that, but because I think when you've tried it, you kind of know it. it's good. When it works well, it's amazing. Mm. You know, like you, I mean, I, I know people who've been very, very happily married and the happiest people I know are those who've been in long-term relationships, you know, and they, they, they do <laughs> tend to be the glue of society, you know, so, they are the glue sorry. of society. <laughs> <laughs> this comment from Jacqueline in the live chat. Jacqueline says, "Without men, women wouldn't uh, have a nail salon." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, well. <laughs> sure, that is. Yeah, I mean, the whole. This is the thing. I think consumers seventy seventy percent or eighty percent of all consumer products are bought by women. And yet 70% of all earnings are by men. So in effect, by and large, the men are earning the money and, and the women are spending the money. And I think it typed, it, it goes into that idea that men are providers and women are, are like the nest, nest builders. They grow and they accumulate uh, material things. Men no, John, provide you, that. You can't, you can't say things like that. That's very offensive, right? We can't, we can't separate men and women's uh, 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 traditional roles. How dare no, you? No, 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 I know. How dare you? Uh, I, I, you know, Jeremy, most men I know would quite happily live in, in a very basic existence. They'll just have a chair to sit on, a TV and a bed. But um, <laughs> bring a woman into your life, and all of a sudden it's like 15 pillows on the bed. You know, everything is colour coordinated. And all of a sudden you've got all these accoutrements that you never thought you ever needed. You see, the problem is, and you alluded to it, uh, you alluded to it now, is that Historically, traditionally, um, men have been the providers, and and that is correct. What women's liberation slash feminism has done is that it's said, no, no, women can also be providers, and that has created a, a weird type of, of rivalry. In my opinion, men and women should not be competing against each other. Men should be competing against men, 
um, and women can can compete against women. But we should not be competing against each other. That is an unnecessary division. Mm. Yeah, I don't like to compete against women. Um, I mean, the, when I was growing up, I was taught from a very early age, never ever get into a physical confrontation with a woman. You know, you, you yeah. walk away. But some women take that as a green light to smack a man in the face, you know, and think they can get away with it. And you know, equal rights, equal fights, you know, and if women attack men now, they should expect yeah. to get a punch back. Um, exactly. You can't have oh, no, you can't no. be a strong independent suddenly, woman. Suddenly the, the pigtails come out. Oh, no, don't hit me. Yeah, don't hit yeah, me. Yeah. I'm a woman. Um, hold like on, idea, on that, no, quickly. Hold on. Let's let's carry on this conversation <laughs> after the break. <laughs> um, my name is Jim. This is TNT. Give me a minute with TNT Radio's Steve Malsberg. Last November, you may remember that uh, U.S. women's soccer star Megan Rapino was playing in her last game ever. And just a few minutes into the game, she went down with a non-contact injury. After the game, she claimed that her injury was proof that there is no God. I'm not a religious person or anything. And if there was a God, like, this is proof that there isn't. This is f***ed up. Um, so, yeah, it just... It's just f***ed up because... Appearing last week on a podcast called Pablo Torre Finds Out, she mocked Christians who didn't get the joke that she was telling. Somebody needs to check on the Christians. They're not okay. They also <laughs> missed the whole joke, but well, okay. That's the thing is that... I'm like, you guys missed it? Don't act like, A, you're surprised by me like making this joke about right. what happened or, you know, finding a dig. I'm like, yeah, I want to find a funny, like, dig. I don't know. Yes. Is it, who's it at? God, myself, wait, religion, wait, the world? I don't know. I'm the like, dig was funny. at yourself, too, because <laughs> yeah. it was. I don't think people appreciated this because everyone was deeply triggered. Um <laughs> religiously and otherwise. I say goodbye and good riddance to the woman who for years mocked our national anthem and now has mocked God. Thanks for giving me a minute. I'm Steve Malsberg. Catch my show Monday through Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern time right here on TNT. The next time you think you can illegally handle your mobile phone while driving and get away with it, think again. Phone detection cameras are in operation on New South Wales roads. Hello. So if you're driving and illegally handle your mobile phone, you can stop it or cop it. Jeremy Nell on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Man, there are a lot of comments here, John. Sorry, let me just try and find the comments again. Um, people uh, are, are very... Uh, well, it's actually very diverse, the uh, the views on, on what we're chatting about. Uh, but people get triggered when we talk about the differences oh, yeah. between men and women. And I think, and I think if, you can, if you can try and install a little bit of humor, it makes this kind of conversation much easier. But the reality is, let's just go back to basics here. The reality is that men and women are different and that we fulfill mm -hmm. different roles. And we always have throughout society. And we even see this in the animal kingdom. Um, in, Elephants are different. So there you have a matriarch. But for the most part, males have always been the leaders of the pack, so so to speak. But as my wife often says, boys are stupid. And we, mm. we will always be stupid. Uh, that's why women in high school, girls in high school, they mature much quicker. And they are already involved in, in things that, that are, you know, life-changing. When I was 18, I was still making fart jokes, you know. Uh, we, we, we are different. <laughs> 
yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's why it's quite normal in society for, for younger women to go for older men because I think younger women realise that young guys, men their age, are just too immature. They're not ready. They're not fully cooked. Uh, yeah. I think a lot of women have got their heads screwed on. There's, you know, I think generally speaking, again, generalisations here, um, by her early twenties, uh, a good, an average woman would be, you know, looking at a long-term relationship with somebody sensible. Whereas a, a guy that age, he just just wants to play the field. Very few men mm. nowadays, especially, are even considering settling down. Partly because of the negativity about getting married anyway. That the, the divorce courts seem to be loaded against men. Men are very wary of relationships. And quite happy to do the hookup culture thing. Women mm. not quite so keen on the hookup culture, more looking to get somebody who's um, loyal uh, and long-term, long-term prospect, yeah, prepared to work with them. Again, I'm very lucky. I seem to know a lot of young women, partly because I just seem to friends who kept in touch, you know, over the years, and and I, I'm I'm getting a lot of feedback from young women that um, they think settling down with a man five, ten years older is is probably the future. Yeah, and I think that's probably the way to go. I think my advice to my daughter, you know, when she was very young girl, was you know make sure you pick a man who's reliable, you know, and um, yeah. it, it's probably good advice. Women nowadays, I think, don't tend to ask their fathers as much as they should, and I think that and brothers as well. You know, most men, most yeah. fathers, most brothers can usually weed out the bad guys, the the players, the bad boys. And again, I think sisters and mothers too maybe should be more in the, involved in the dating process. We tend to think we can do it on our own and we're quite arrogant. We think uh, our, our judgment's good, but I think when we're young, it's not so good. And you know something else? Yes, what feminism has brought. One million abortions per year in America. All right. I mean, I think it was Kanye West in his one podcast interview that he did with, I think it was Lex Friedman. Uh, Lex Friedman made, made a comment about, uh, I don't know, I can't remember what it was, women's rights or something. And and Kanye said, but why are women killing so many, uh, well, he, he made the comment black babies, and then he extended it by saying just babies in general. This is what feminism has brought also. It's it's a tragedy, an absolute travesty of, of humanity. Yeah, I think the problem is that too many people like the idea of having their rights, but without responsibilities. And I think that that's the trouble with Western society. We're all about our personal mm. rights, but we don't see the wider consequences for society. And I, and I, I look at my children. I'm, you know, my both my children, son and daughter, both happily married, um, and God willing, they stay happily married and they have, have good careers. And um, but you know they're in their thirties now and, and no children. You know, I have no grandchildren, Jeremy, and I'm sixty three and I'm thinking where where are my grandchildren? Um, you know, and that that's the point really. Um, with the best will in the world, you can't resolve this problem because the pressures are on young people today because the cost of living being what it is is extremely expensive to have children childcare costs are going through the roof you i mean i mean i did it myself 30 years ago i had a nanny you know and in the end and decided it was cheaper just for me to take a career break and i took two or three years off of teaching to take care of my children toughest thing i ever did but i had an amazing bond with my son you know incredible bond with my son and it, it's a blessing um but yeah there's always sacrifices and, and life is not easy and I, I don't know why we kind of mollycoddled ourselves into thinking life will be easy um chasing and, material things is a problem yeah and i mean it sounds like i'm bashing women I, I, i'm really not obviously i'm not um and I, I think it is 
fair to hold up a mirror at men. I've often joked about this and I said, you know, when I was in Amsterdam a few months ago, I saw a lot of males, but I saw very few men. The reality is men have fallen apart. I don't know what's happened. And I think it's part of the same, I think it's part of the same global agenda to feminize men, to destroy masculinity. Uh, men have lost the ability to be men. It's, mm. it's terrible and it's embarrassing. I mean, why firstly do men want to become women? Why do men dress in women's clothing? You know, mm. uh, what, you know, and, and then, and then become uh, poster boys of, of femininity. This is not the role of a man. And, and so men themselves have also set this up. They've created mm. their own destructive path. Yeah. In the West. Uh, yeah, and a real curveball thrown into the mix is the rise of the uh, transsexual movement. I mean, again, yeah. they're hated by the LGBT community because there are these uh, a minority of men now, as you say, they're men nominally. They're, they're really very feminized and very. they're taking on the traditional role of women. They, 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 they wear makeup. They're very, very feminine. They're very submissive. And they're having an impact on society. Um, the, it's sex tourism to the, to the Far East. We're talking about things like the, the ladyboy culture. It's booming because, you know, there's this gap being left by heterosexual women who've decided to be more manly than the men. And it's such a turnoff to most men. Men are intrinsically attracted by femininity. And we, yes, and that is how we, that's the dynamic. And I think and most women, women attracted by masculinity and manly correct. man. Exactly right. Yes, a guy, a guy who's strong, and it makes biological sense because if women, if women procreate with weak men, they end up with weak offspring. It doesn't make any sense biologically. Yeah, I, I like the thought that um, if you can find a woman that is tapped into this dynamic, the the male female role, the feminine and the masculine, then what an easy template, you know, what a wonderful template that, as you say, nature has provided mm. for us. And again, you just accept the fact that, um, and I like the, I, I'm looking for this in myself. I'm a single man. I'm looking for this myself in a relationship now. If I can find a woman who accepts the fact that I will do like the outside stuff, I'll go and be the, like the hunter gatherer. I'll, I'll go and do the provisioning. She's the, the doing the inside stuff, you know, tend, tend into the home and everything. If she wants that, and, and I, I'm happy with that, you know, and I want peace and quiet, Jeremy. I don't want drama. I don't want an mm. alpha boss babe who's going to compete with me on every level. I'm quite happy to pay the bills and, you know, and do the provisioning if my woman can, you know, be at home and run the home her way, you know, and we negotiate. We have our own territory, but it's equal and equally important. Yeah. Um Jack Donovan, uh, who wrote a great book called The Way of Men, and I recommend I recommend anybody gets that book. It's I think it's on Amazon, The Way of Men. Uh, and he's been on my show a number of times. Hell of a nice guy. And he, he has a great description of what masculinity is. And it's essentially four things. So it's about honor, courage, strength, and and mastery. Those those four things are largely lost. In, in today's world, particularly in the West. Uh, 
uh, there, there, this laziness, which doesn't lead to mastery. So you don't, you don't hone a skill or multiple skills. Courage, well, that's fairly obvious. Strength is fairly obvious. And, um, and honor, honor is very much gone. There's no, there are very few honorable men. Um, and, and I think, I think once we can understand the importance of masculinity and how easy it really is just to bring back to society, I think then we can see a return of, um, of men. It, it, you don't have to, you don't have to be this big rugged, uh, NFL player, you know, uh, who, who drags his wife around by her hair. That's not what masculinity is, you know? Mm. Um, it's, it's a lot more than that. Uh, but, you need to take in, you need to take the time to 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 figure these things out and men men need to want to be men again yeah i i think also um the way to facilitate that well, a lot of people now tapping into social media and the dating scene being what it is you've got the phenomenon called the passport bros passport bros predominantly in america and western europe they're looking to cultures where the woman wants to be traditional and they're quite happy to be the provider. Again, there's a disparity in income. So again, it's more natural for these Western men mm. with higher incomes to assume their normal manly role being the provider. So they're going out to the Far East or these different countries, third world countries, looking for very feminine, traditional wives, you know, and, and, and finding themselves an opportunity to get what we used to have here 40 or 50 years ago. Um, and conversely, women are on social media. What are they doing? Well, a lot of these opportunistic, opportunistic young women—they're looking for the high-value men. You got only the, fans. You know, only I mean, what fans. the hell? Exactly. What the hell is exactly. going on with women? Have you seen? Have you seen these TikTok? These TikTok only fans yeah. women—they are everywhere. Absolutely. It's cashing in, Jeremy, because the, a woman's commodity by and large is her beauty. And social media plays into that so well um, with smartphones and the quality of cameras and video recording. Now, a woman can sell herself on social media very, very easily. And because the, the, the proximity is no threat there, you know, because it's arm's length, it can be global. You know, a woman in, mm. in a poor country can do a very compelling OnlyFans page or whatever and get a mega rich man in the Western country. And in fact, um, uh, Filipino women are saying that if you if you date a, a modern man and get to marry him, you've hit the jackpot. And that's how they think. Yeah, I mean, some great comments coming through here. Uh, so listen to this. Males made effeminate women trying to be a man all deliberately done to destroy society and individuality unless uh, you're in a rainbow garb and pink hair with a beard. Uh, that is... I must admit individuality if ever there was may need to destroy both men women and gays and this is why to to weirdly horseshoe to what you're talking about earlier about muslims i'm friends with uh, zubi uh, uh, i don't know if, if you know zubi but he's a hip-hop artist uh rapper whatever um and he's also a public speaker and he uh is Nigerian, but he grew up in the UK and also grew up in Saudi Arabia. He spent twenty years there, and he he tells the story. So I'm I'm not I'm not saying anything that that isn't known. And he openly says that he loves living in the Middle East because it's conservative in many ways, mm -hmm. um, and it's safe and it's very traditional, and there's no real problems with LGBTQ and transgenderism and all this nonsense that, that is aiding in the destruction of the West. 
Yeah, I think the problem is that too many white knights. There's, there's a certain group of men who, the, the beta male variety, who think the way to be successful with women is to pander to them and to give them everything they want. Um, but that's like pandering to a spoiled child. If you keep giving the child what they want, they'll never get any better. And I, and I think this is why stoical men tend to do better. Women naturally like strong, stoical men, men who are in control of their emotions. It's more of a turn on to them. Because, again, generalizing, as we do, uh, most women are more into their emotional side, less able, less willing to be logical and cold and clinical. Men find that quite easy to be cold and clinical and to be professional in their day-to-day -day lives. But women, yeah. I think, naturally are, are the rearing, you know, the, the, the child-rearing mentality. They're so good at that. And because I said to you, I mean, I was at home with my two young children for two or three years and uh, the toughest job I ever did, Jeremy, because it was very hard for me to tap into my feminine side and be nurturing. I, I did it, but it, oh, it's so tiring. I was much happier going out to work, Jeremy, and be, being the provisioner, being the provider. Um, there's somebody challenging me uh, saying, uh, please do some research um, on our rape issues in the UK as I don't have a clue on that. Okay. Challenge accepted. Um, I haven't done any shows on rape or grooming gangs or whatever in the UK. Um, I will happily, happily look into that. But I think the the overarching point, and somebody made a comment here saying that we must be equals in everything. I don't agree. Why? Why must we be equals in everything? Does it just make you feel better uh, as, as a person? I think it was even Jordan Peterson, <laughs> again, uh, who said, in, in the one interview that he did with the BBC, it was a, a fairly viral interview. He said that inequality is desirable because inequality creates healthy competition. Equality is just a nonsensical term. It's an empty word. It doesn't really mean anything. Um, it's only a term that's used by the sort of progressive leftists, as it were. But it doesn't really mean much. Nobody's equal. So no, you I can't be equal. No, I grew up as a socialist, Jeremy, for many, many years. I worked as a government worker, as a school teacher, and I completely bought into this idea of a social con construct. Um, but to me, I now see it as the parasite class. There are too many people who don't want to work, too many people who just want a free, free ride. And it's always about spending somebody else's money. And by doing that, you're driving away the hard, hard earners, the people who were prepared to knuckle down and dig deep and, and you know, do the hard living. Um, that's why people are voting with their feet, Jeremy. People are going to foreign countries, yeah. immigrating. I, I'm sick and tired of, of having to spend so much in my income on taxes. John, sorry, I've just seen the time. We, um, let's quickly let's quickly come in for a landing. We're going to run out of time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's quickly let's quickly promo your show. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, to prove my point, Jeremy, I'm very much in favour of women. I've got two wonderful female guests on my show tomorrow: Sky Dragon Slang. Uh, <laughs> you know, this is why I love women. Uh, Doctor Valentina Zarkova. You interviewed her. You know, the yes. solar scientist, eminent international solar scientist. She's going to join us and to demolish the case of man-made global warming. It's the sun, stupid. Also, uh, completely by contrast, Dr. Uh, sorry, Mariam Hanin, she's coming on talking about KY jelly, Jeremy. KY jelly <laughs> is not so good for vaginal moisture. <laughs> uh, that's a very... Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> you couldn't you couldn't make this stuff up, could you? Complete contrast in guests. <laughs> how's that? How's that? How's that for ending the week? We're gonna end the week on KY Jetty. <laughs> John O'Sullivan, thank you for joining me in the trenches. <laughs> thank you. Thanks, Jeremy. Much appreciate. I'll catch. I'll catch you in two weeks. Uh, thank you. Uh, for the great chat, John, by the way. And uh, thanks to uh, the guys in the studio. <laughs> it's a great way to end the week. Uh, always love chatting to John. Catch you on Monday. Send me an email, Jim Warfare, TNT Reddit Live. I'm out of here. My name is Jim. This is Jim Warfare, the Battle of Ideas. <laughs>